Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Nicole Clark, the co-founder and CEO of Trellis, a legal analytics platform that uses AI and machine learning to provide state trial court litigators with strategic legal intelligence and judicial analytics. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Ari. How's it going? It's going well. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Trellis. Prior to Trellis, I was a litigator. I litigated a lot in employment, class action, wage and hour work, and Trellis was really born out of my own frustration trying to access state court data. I was often the associate that was tasked with sending around an email firm-wide asking if anyone had any intel on the judge that we had been assigned to. It just consistently shocked me that we weren't really analyzing hard data to make strategic decisions about cases. The genesis for Trellis was really solving my own pain point, which was how do I find out practical information about my judge, about my opposing counsel, about how trial court judges see particular legal issues and rule on them in state trial court. Thus, Trellis was born. How do you gather the intelligence that you provide? Anyone who has litigated at the state trial court level knows that it is separated county by county. So every borough in New York is separate in California. Los Angeles is a separate court system than San Francisco, than San Diego. So every county really posts their data separately, maintains it separately, and has a separate website to search cases. And the data is incredibly fragmented and is really hosted in every separate format that you can imagine. And what we do is a county by county effort. The way that we get the data does depend on the county. So some counties, it's an API, some counties, it's a business relationship. But what we do is then take in all this data from all of these different sources, then we structure it and we normalize it and we make it searchable through a single interface. What trends are you seeing in the legal market, particularly that are being revealed by some of the data that you're collecting? There's a lot. So obviously a lot has happened in in 2020. So there was really a ton of active litigation. And then we almost saw it come to a halt as COVID hit and as courts closed. We're starting to see COVID-related cases being filed. There's a lot of them. I would expect trends going forward. There are going to be so many causes of action that are coming out of this COVID-related, whether it's contractual, whether it's commercial, real estate, I mean, everything you can think of, labor and employment is being heavily, heavily affected. So there's going to be a lot of suits that are coming out. We're already seeing them starting to get filed. How quickly they'll move is going to be an interesting question. But I actually expect there to be two waves of litigation. The initial wave will be all of these plaintiff lawyers really testing novel causes of action that really haven't been tested, sort of force majeure and contractual disputes and those sorts of things. And then I expect there to be a second wave of litigation that will follow where we see which causes of action were successful. Then another wave of plaintiff's attorneys will get on board with bringing more of those types of legal claims. How have you adapted to the remote environment, particularly given that courts are operating at minimal capacity in many jurisdictions? 
we're a technology company, so remote wasn't as hard of an adoption adaptation process for us as it could have been for some other companies. That being said, as a tech company, we really like face-to-face -face interaction and collaboration between engineering and sales. We're in a better position than many, but it's still taken some getting used to. In terms of the industry, it has definitely been a process. Very originally, when the courts closed, I would have thought before this that there was almost nothing that could have closed the courts. I just wouldn't have believed it if you would have told me. And to watch really litigation as a whole, civil litigation, which is really where we focus and in providing research and information to state court litigators and practitioners, We've had to really be there for our market, for our customers. Some had reduced workloads, some weren't billing at all, and we needed to really be cognizant and see if we could do something to help pause subscriptions or do something to really make sure that we were there for them in this time. But what we're starting to see is it's starting to warm up again, that even if courts aren't necessarily at minimal capacity back for civil matters yet, the litigators are recognizing that cases do need to move forward and that there's a lot that can be done outside of actually appearing in court. We are starting to see generally cases moving forward again and the industry starting to pick up. Also with the awareness that there is just a ridiculous wave of litigation that is on the horizon that litigators know if they can get some of their cases pushed forward, potentially settle cases that are in process right now, they'll be well poised to be successful in this next wave of litigation that's coming. What is the fact that the courts quickly shut down and haven't really returned indicate about the state of litigation or the need? As a venture-backed company, we always have that question of if something happens where your business can be affected, does that suddenly mean you're a nice-to-have instead of a must-have? And I really go back to there simply is no way. Litigation is the core of our constitution and our judicial process. So there isn't a situation where there won't be law and order that needs to go forward in a public forum. The way that it happens, I think we are in a transition period right now. We're at an inflection point where we will watch the industry change. And I do believe that we are going to watch courts become more and more effective at hearing cases and hearing specific motions remotely and deciding on those, which ultimately I believe will benefit the industry as a whole, really forcing litigators and lawyers in general to adopt technology and embrace it in a way that there's been resistance before now. But in order to really adapt, they need to embrace this technology. I think it's for the good of the industry altogether. That being said, how long this transition process takes is an open question. And I think we're all figuring it out together. What do you think it will take for courts to return to a pre-pandemic level of activity? There are some courts that are at the forefront of this. I think Massachusetts just went entirely online, hearing all cases remotely. One of the first to do so. Because there's a lot of risk aversion in law generally, it's going to take a few courts that are at the forefront of innovation that are going to lead the way to demonstrate that it can be done. 
And after there are some good examples, then there will be other courts that are able to follow the process and the playbook a lot faster. But it's going to take some courts out there leading the way and really getting effective at digital hearings because I don't see a situation anytime in the near-term future that we're going to return to public courthouses in the way that we historically have. All of the cases that were there pre-pandemic are all still waiting and on hold in addition to all of the new cases that have been filed. So there's an incredible backlog that has never existed to this extent before. And the courts have always been under-resourced and just way too large a calendar. You recently expanded to other jurisdictions throughout the U.S. beyond California. How do you see the appetite for legal intelligence and judicial analytics evolving? We're at a place where it's a little bit of an inflection point in terms of this is data. So state court data and state court trial data in particular has historically been entirely inaccessible, really a black box where if you didn't know your case number, you weren't able to find out any information. Part of what we're doing is opening that up so that you can really search information by any strategic way you can think about your case, whether that be looking up opposing counsel or your judge. What we're seeing is that the same appetite that we saw when launching in California, which is that initially there's a surprise that this existed. I think because it was so difficult to access trial court data up until now, there was the assumption that it's sort of impossible and we have to live with really limited access to information. But data has come a long way and technology has come a long way. And now that these two have really come together at the right time to be able to allow litigators to surface information at the state trial court level. It's a tipping point where I think that the legal standard of what you're expected to research from the start of your case is going to start to change. Now that judicial analytics reports are available, where you get assigned your judge and you look up analytics on how they rule on similar cases to you. Now that this data is available and this technology is available and opposing counsel may be looking at it, it's getting to a place where we're seeing the adoption grow a lot faster because people are recognizing that there can't really be unilateral access to information when you're litigating. And that really isn't fulfilling the standard, the duty of care that you need to provide to your client. When tools are available and they're not cost prohibitive, it's really part of your standard of care to understand the entire universe of information that's out there about your case, about your opposing counsel, et cetera. So we're seeing adoption really grow rapidly and it wasn't limited to California. We're seeing it in our new states as well, where the same information people want to know. They want to be able to gain insights about their case, about particular legal issues, and about their opposing counsel throughout the life of the case. And they know that if they're not really <laughs> going to utilize this information, they could be at a disadvantage when their opposing counsel does. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Nicole Clark, the co-founder and CEO of Trellis, a legal analytics platform that uses AI and machine learning to provide state trial court litigators with strategic legal intelligence and judicial analytics. Nicole, thanks so much. Thanks, Ari. Great being here. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.